Well, of all of the characters in the Bible, I dare say there is probably no one as unique as John the Baptist. And we have his introduction to the Gospels today, the beginning of the Gospel of Mark. And I think in the same way that a lot of us kind of have that one relative who just kind of does their own thing, uh, that's John the Baptist a little bit uh, in the family of Jesus. Kind of that weird guy who provides this introduction to Jesus, even though I dare say if I was giving a keynote address anywhere, I probably wouldn't want John the Baptist to introduce me, uh, whatever it is that I was doing. But in spite of all this, this is the person that God wanted to prepare the way for Christ. He is that voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. And his role was first really mentioned in this first reading from the prophet Isaiah, where we hear that there will be a voice of one crying out in the desert to prepare the way for God, calling us to make straight the paths that lead to God himself. And we see in the gospel how John is the one who carries out that role and fulfills it. So John is the voice. And what do voices proclaim? They proclaim words. And if Jesus is the word of God, then John the voice proclaims Jesus the word. So let's kind of delve into this relationship a little bit. The voice and the word. What does it mean to be a voice and how does it relate to the word? So again, Christ is that Word. The Word of God is the second person of the Trinity. And as we know, the Word became flesh in the person of Jesus. And John is ultimately the one that proclaims him first to the world. They are related not just by blood, but even in relationship too. Think of it this way, though. A voice lasts a very short time, but the Word stays around far after. Just as John the Voice, his ministry lasted for a short time to give way to the Word, whose ministry would truly last forever and who lives forever. Again, same with our speech. Our voices last but a short time, but the words that we speak continue to live in the hearts of those who hear them long after our voices have passed. And the Word exists before the Voice, too. And the Word is always greater than the voice, just as Christ the Word was always greater than John the voice. We know this Word exists in our hearts before our voices. Because if you think about it again, when we say something, the words are already on our hearts. It exists before the voice. But the voice, if anything, communicates the Word to another. And now the Word is in both of our hearts. So again, you can see this, how John and Jesus really bring this to fulfillment. John the voice and Jesus the word. And they need each other, just as John and Jesus worked together too. Because if we take away the word, then all we have is a bunch of voices filled with meaningless sound. Where we might hear in our ears, but nothing touches our hearts. On the other side, if we take away the voice, there is no way to communicate the word. So if we, again, if we take away John, there's no way for Jesus to be communicated into the world. And if John did not have Jesus, then his ministry would have been absolutely meaningless. So the voice, John, and the word of Jesus work together. But the voice is always at the service of the word. Right? In our speech, our voices are always at the service of what we are saying. So John, the voice, is always at the service of Jesus, the Word. 
And he knew this himself. He said to those who were asking him, he said, one mightier than I is coming after me. He knows that the word is far greater than he, the voice. Again, just that word remains within the listener long after the voice ceases. And in the same way, John says, I am baptizing with water, but one who is greater will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Just as John, the voice, eventually gave way to Jesus, the word, his baptism of water will eventually give way to the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of Jesus. John the Baptist very famously said, He must increase, I must decrease. And just as that voice works for a very short time and then goes away at the service of the Word, same with John the Baptist and Jesus. He spoke for a very short time, enlightened the world, and then fell into the background as Jesus, the Word of God, took over. John's ministry is temporary. Christ's is forever. Now, it can be hard sometimes to distinguish the voice and the word, right? And we hear this in the gospel. There were people thought that John was Jesus. They thought that John was the Messiah. They thought that the voice was the word. But John knew better. He kept telling them, I am not the Christ. And he simply just tells them, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert. John the voice truly proclaimed the word. He proclaimed Jesus, the very first one to directly reference the person of Jesus, to say that this is the one who will come into the world. He prepared the world by preparing their hearts and their minds, preparing us for that word that would truly become flesh. Christ has to enter into our hearts in the word before we encounter him in the flesh. And it's the same reason why at Mass we listen to the Word of God and let the Word penetrate our hearts and work in our hearts before we receive that Word became flesh from the altar and in the Eucharist. We let the Word prepare our hearts for the coming of Christ. So this voice and the Word, it's a really beautiful image if you think about it and really, really delve into it deeply. And I think all of us, brothers and sisters, are called to be good voices at the service of the Word, to proclaim Jesus Christ, and then, if you will, to put ourselves in the background. Because all of us are always at the service of the Word, at the service of Christ. We never want to draw people to ourselves. We want to draw them to Christ. In the same way of John the Baptist, he knew that eventually his mission was to draw everyone that he met toward Christ and not to himself. We have to let our voices be used to build up God's kingdom, to spread his word and not bring it down. We have to speak with charity and kindness and mercy rather than with anger or vulgarity. And on the other side, we have to be good listeners to that voice and to the word itself, to let the word truly dwell in our hearts and let the scripture that we hear at Mass stick inside of us for a little while. Let it stick for a bit and let it truly move us and affect our actions. And we can even prepare for Mass itself by reading the scriptures to let that word enter into our hearts before we receive him in flesh. So today, brothers and sisters, as we hear the story of the voice crying out in the desert and the word that he speaks, may our voices always be at the service of the word of God, Jesus Christ. And may he truly live in our hearts because he is the word that lasts forever.